Hello, revolutionaries. After I recorded this episode, I was scrolling through my Facebook page and I realized I had written something that I would like to share here. So here goes. I wish you all a happy, easeful, loving 2023, devoted to the expression of your full selfhood. If at any time this year, being fully, freely yourself, beyond the conditioning of fear, feels hard, Please remember the blueprint for your deep desires, creations, and loving selfhood is innate. It's closer to you than any conditioning ever could be. Much love to you all. I wanted to start with that because as I read it, I thought, oh, I would love speak that into my podcast. And I'm really enjoying creating on my Facebook page. So if you're not already following me, there'll be a link in the show notes. And I seem to want to do an intro to an intro, because that's usually how I do things. So without further ado, here is me in a solo episode. Welcome to Therapist Expanded, where we start a mental health revolution by living our dreams fully and freely beyond industry conditioning and taking every client with us, because we'll only take them as far as we've gone. So join me, your host, Aaron Gibb, and my trailblazing guests and be revolutionary by expanding your mind and your life to your freest and fullest potential. Hello, revolutionaries, and a very happy new year. This is coming to you on January 4th, 2023, and it's all about who you want to be in 2023. This is coming after the new year, and that's partly strategic because I know many of you have set resolutions, goals, and that's wonderful. This episode may help you tweak them for more success. It'll also help you if you haven't set any, and it will help you if you're starting to run into some of the willpower issues that happen when you set goals especially if you listen to this later in the year or really at any time in the future. This isn't just about the new year. This is about making change. It's about who you want to be. So I'm very excited about today. I'm going to break this down into four parts just for kind of ease of access. So we'll start with number one, which is the first step to who do you want to be in 2023 is about make change at the identity level. If you've listened to um, a recent episode I did with the five questions to ask yourself, then I will link to that, whether you've listened to it or not. But I do talk about this. And change is so key at the identity level. Turns out for human beings, if we want to really make change and we want to make it last, it's about identity. It can't be about outcomes. Uh, they don't last, they don't work, they don't really get us past the willpower gap, and they don't, they just don't create lasting change. I'm going to give you a personal example that's very vulnerable, but here I am showing up real, so that's what I'm standing for. I have had food and weight issues most of my life. I would say that neurologically, I am a food addict. I started a program called Brightline Eating back in 2019. And as a result of that program, it's an excellent program. If you have any of these issues, really good program. And I lost 65 pounds. 
And the research shows it is the most sustainable and successful weight loss program in the world. Um, and that's where I came from. I came from a place of weight loss, keeping food addiction issues at bay. And I was very successful. But I made it about the outcomes. Yeah, which I now understand was an oops because I proceeded to eventually gain the 70 pounds back. Anyone who knows anything about food and the neuroscience of eating and addiction, it is predicted you will gain it back. 1% of people reach their weight goals. 1% of 1% actually keep the weight off. And a big part of any kind of goal is about making it about identity. So I have switched my approach to this. Let's use this as an example. The old way I would do things was I want to lose weight. I want to be in this size of a body. Um, that would be an example of making it about the outcome. And the way to make it about identity is I am a person who doesn't eat sugar and flour. That is my identity. Or I am a bright lifer. That's part of what you'd be called in this program. I am a bright lifer. I live in a right-sized body, something like that. Um, this is possibly a review for many of you who know much about habits and goal setting, but I really wanted to make this part clear. That's number one, make change at the identity level. Outcomes won't get you past the initial stuff, and many, many people in the coming weeks are going to face that. Uh, that's the reality of the New Year's resolution. You can just look at the gym statistics. Many people want to get fit. That would be an outcome rather than be a person who goes to the gym. Number two for me is where this has the most meaning. Number two is where are you creating from? Part of our cultural norms are this creating outcomes, the kind of gold star outcomes, do your best. These are some of the, the things that are said and the goals become like mountains and then it's hard to climb them. But that's a real cultural norm. We're not really taught to look at where we're creating from because of that outcome piece. It's more than just identity. It's that desire or feeling or need that we always create from. It's just not usually conscious. An example in our field that I see often is therapists taking training after training, after workshop, after certification, and they're looking for something. So this is very modeled in the field to just keep taking these courses. For me, my personal theory, um, after training enough grad students now and seeing this field and understanding it with what I do, I think it's as a result of the hierarchy and the idea of earning worth rather than seeing, for example, an intern's inherent value of just being, even though they may not have a lot of skills, even though they're not where their supervisors, their professors are in terms of trainings and certifications and all that. It's the inherent worth of the person. So this is something that we're kind of set up to do. That's an example there. But it's the from. So the from in this case would be a sense of lack, a sense of need. And then people take those trainings and keep taking them because from lack, you get more lack. From need, you get more need. This is a principle of physics. You see this in neuroscience, epigenetics. There's some excellent work in the world that shows this. Uh, the work of physicist William Tiller and his intention research, amazing. Some of the work done by Dr. Joe Dispenza and now universities that are replicating and expanding on it. 
it's really key the where we're creating from. I'm going to give you some examples. What I like to look at this is it's about creating from an absolute or a feeling. That's what always motivates behavior and we just can make it more conscious. I was once working with a client and this person was staying up really late at night, every night on Facebook. And they were so frustrated because they had little kids at home. This did not align with their identity. They didn't see themselves as a person who sat up on Facebook every night, staying up way too late, then dragging ass the next day and just feeling crappy and being less patient and all the things sleep deprivation leads to. And it wasn't a value for them, so they could not understand why did they keep making these choices. And because as human beings, we actually form our identity as an adult from watching the choices we make, they were starting to feel a poorer sense of self as a result of this. When we really looked into it, I understood that there had to be something they were creating this behavior from. There had to be an absolute, a need, a feeling that was driving this behavior. And when we really got to it, this was an unconscious, indirect way to try to feel freedom. So the desire for freedom was what was creating this unconsciously. So you'll see this creating from idea that we can do this consciously in two coaching episodes I've done before. I'll link those in the show notes. When we understand what we want to create goals and identities from, it changes everything. Some of the things I've seen people want to create from are things like ease, joy, connection, freedom, abundance. So when you're setting who you want to be in 2023, please first notice what you want to create from. That can be tough. The, our minds are quite fixated on what we're creating too. What is the outcome? Just being in the moment, you will know. You will have a sense of what you want more of in your life. Don't worry about the how. Don't worry about what it looks like, who you will be. It's more about, do you want more ease? Do you want more freedom, more unconditional love? Is that where, you, this is where you're creating from. It's a little tough to put this all into words. I'm going to give you more examples because it isn't the way we really set goals. It's not how we've been trained. In fact, I'll have an activation starting this spring. The plan is it'll be a free activation where I walk therapists through this. It'll be brief. It'll be maybe four activations and it'll build where we can do this experientially because I'm not doing it justice here. The coaching episodes may help if you want to watch those. This will be a free activation, and if you're interested, you want to start learning how to create from and understand that that's what magnetizes in your life, from physics principles, neuroscience, epigenetics. So it's not even just that it magnetizes outcomes eventually or being this uh, identity. It's the identities and the way we feel from actually changes our gene expression. The way we set our goals is so important. If you're interested in that activation and you want some free help with this, join my email list. You'll also find that in the show notes. That's my Monday Mind Ups email list because then you will get all the info about this when it's time. Number one was always make your goals about identity, not outcome. Number two is be conscious of what you're creating from. 
and set that intention. Number three is then look at what is the desired identity. So now that you know what you're creating from, and this can be an absolute, and you don't need a lot of details, it's a feeling, it's a it's deeper motivation. Then you can design what the identity looks like, and then a process to reach that identity becomes very clear. Think about my client for a moment. Once we realized that freedom was what they were trying to get indirectly from all this Facebook use, they were a mom who was busy all day looking after other people's needs, the unconscious could feel that deep desire for freedom, and it did what unconsciouses do, subconsciouses do, what our less than conscious processes do, and it created a way to balance the equation to try to get freedom, but it uh, it did it the way a kid gets a tummy ache to not go to school. Real tummy ache, but the subconscious is a blunt instrument. Thinking about this client and how they really wanted freedom, what we were able to do then is practice feeling free in the moment so that we could get really clear on the identity they wanted, the behaviors, the process to reach that. What we did was we just sat, closed eyes, And I asked the client to start to embody freedom in the moment. They had open arms. And we started noticing some of the really key mindful pieces of this, that they had everything they needed in the moment. They could get up and move around. They were truly free. There wasn't a thing in their life that if they didn't want to, they couldn't walk away from. Now the shoulds and the musts, all that would be there. But from this mindful place they were able to realize they were already completely free. But if you want ease to be where you create from, get into ease in the moment. It won't be in your high beta brain waves. It won't be in the conditioned responses. It'll be about noticing the ease. Abundance. You don't have to go far to notice abundance. If there's leaves on the trees, you'll notice there's more than the tree could ever need. In this moment, any of you anywhere doesn't matter if you're driving or not, just notice, do you have more than enough oxygen than you could need? So these practices are really important because once you get into where you want to create from, you get into that brainwave state, you get immersed in what you're creating from, then you ask yourself, what's my desired identity as someone who lives at ease, someone who is free? And you will see things that come to you are created from that place and lead you back to that place. So for example, this podcast episode, before I sat down to record it, I ensured I saw myself speaking resounding truth. I opened my heart and my heart right now is wide open as I'm saying this because I know this principle of what you create from, you put out into the world, shows you who you are. I see the choices I'm making right now and I know what my identity is. And then that feeds back and brings that more to me. Number one, goals about identity, not outcome. Number two, what are you creating this identity from? Then number three, what is the desired identity? So really getting into the sense of where you're creating from, the absolute, the feeling, the need, and then allowing yourself to see yourself embodying that. And number four, is about rehearsal. So rehearsal could be meant in many different ways. So let's say you did the process above and you got a sense of, you saw yourself clearly as 
the person who is free? Well, it turns out when we're goal setting, we need to process day by day in order to really solidify that because we watch the choices we make and then we go, aha, I am that identity now. I have, I have embodied it. I am the person who is free. That's a daily watching our own process. When you're doing that identity piece, I recommend then having some ways on a day-to-day basis where you will know you're making choices as a person who is free, the kind of choices a person who is free would make. That's the process. Again, I'm going to link to my other episode where I ask those questions because those questions are really about reframing on a moment-to-moment basis. But some other ways you can rehearse this, just understanding the concept of rehearsal, really high achievers do this. So actors, athletes, they rehearse because it works. And another reason to rehearse is because 90 plus percent of what we do isn't conscious. So it's easy that if you do all this setting of these intentions in the way that I'm suggesting, which doesn't actually have to take long, it really, it, it isn't a long process. It becomes very clear when we know where we're creating from, we see that identity, it's like, aha, then we can choose how we're going to do that each day. But it's very, very easy to just go back to the identity we already have to the choices we have. And there's a lot of our identity we might love, good things we want to keep, but there's things we want to change. We all have a limbic system that wants us to eat chips on the couch. And there's a place for that, absolutely. We don't want these goals and these processes to become rigid. Not at all. Because things are generally quite unconscious, and we will just do what we did yesterday, We don't want to let the old conditioning, especially the conditioning of stress, start our day. So the research shows that the first 30 minutes of our day really shape the day. So what I recommend is having messages that relate to the identity right there, right there in front of you. I have a process which is about cue cards. So right before I go to bed, I write down for the next day in in first person, for the next day. Today I am will be how it starts. Today I am. For example, yesterday's or the day before, I'm looking at it right now. Today I am unconditionally loving and at ease. And on the other side, I'll write things I create or the process for how to embody my bigger goal identity. So it's right there. And as soon as I wake up, it's the first thing I see. That brief thing I wrote the night before is right there on a cue card. You could use a sticky note, whatever you like. I do not recommend using your phone, though. Um, 86% of people in the Western world reach for a cell phone as soon as they wake up. And that's really the known. It reminds us of who we have been, the emotions we've had, all the high beta brainwave to-dos and stress. It's so easy to get back into all that. So I don't recommend it being on a phone. In fact, I have an old school alarm that goes off. I try to keep my phone off until I'm done a certain bit of morning routine. The other reason is that we wake up in the doorway between the conscious and subconscious minds. When we wake up, we're usually still in an alpha brainwave state. And that means that because sleep suppresses the analytical mind, which is sort of the barrier between that subconscious and conscious processing. 
it's we're so highly programmable right there. The only other time that would be anything like that, that we're that programmable is right as we're falling asleep. Some people will listen to things as they're falling asleep. That doesn't work for everybody. But right there, as soon as you wake up, having that, who do I want to be reminder? What kind of person do I want to be today? Where am I creating from? What's my process today? Some of this may sound like routine, but I want to be clear here that I don't let routines murder my life. My structure is about intention, not rote habits. Uh, Rote habits really drain away my power and agency. Each of those little cards I write, it's not the same every day. It's in the same vein because I want to create from coherence, from unconditional love and ease and freedom. So it's, it's in that vein, but it's not the same every day. Just some other reasons to look at this. Why does it matter every day? Let's say today you set this, you went and did this process. You thought, okay, I have some great resolutions, but I'm not sure they're all about identity. Let's see where I want to create from. And you amend it or you made new ones. And you use this four-part process. You realize it's about identity. You said, where do I want to create from? Let's say it's from freedom. You want to create from freedom and bring more freedom into your life. You see the person you want to be who embodies freedom. And you decide, here are some processes some practices that will help me to embody that identity every day until it is just so clear that I'm a person who is free. Okay, let's say you do that. Why rehearse is because human imagination and rehearsal is really where everything comes from in terms of our material world. Things we make real. It started in our imagination, we rehearse something, and there we go. But a lot of people are randomly doing stuff and hoping for change or kind of sleepwalking through life. So this rehearsal piece is really important. There's an interesting study that was done with four groups of piano learners. First experimental group were allowed to rehearse for two hours. And they were given sort of something to rehearse for two hours. That was group one. Group two, they did whatever they wanted on the piano for two hours a day. Then there was group three, which was the control. They just sat in front of a piano. And then there was group four who mentally rehearsed the piano for two hours, never touched a piano. The researchers found that groups one and four had the same neurological changes in the same brain areas, and they were the only ones who got the changes. So, of course, the people sitting in front of the piano, not surprising, the control group. But the people who did whatever they wanted for two hours did not have any of the brain changes. I hope you can learn whatever is important here from groups one, four, three, two, whichever ones appeal to you. Learning is really making new connections and memory is retaining them. And so I think rehearsal is really important. So to really recap this episode, because the creating from, I think, is the maybe the most difficult conceptually or not experientially. It's actually really easy experientially. But conceptually, it it means going back layers. So number one, creating from identity, right? Setting goals from identity. That one I think is very clear by now. Number two, get really clear on what you want to create from because you will be creating from anyway. And if you're not conscious, as you set all these amazing goals and resolutions 
you will be creating from somewhere. And if you're not aware of it, you create more of that thing. And many people are creating from lack, from scarcity, or from the feeling of not enoughness, from frustration, from stress. Understandable. We've all been there. But that will bring more of that. And it was like my client who didn't realize that they were trying to get freedom to feel it, but they were doing it indirectly. So become really clear on where you're creating from. Then, once you embody that, get into that. Is it from ease? Feel ease. Move your body in an easeful way. This can usually happen fast because these older brain areas are quick processors, right? The bottom-up process is fast. So get into it and then ask yourself, so who do I want to be in 2023? And you will see. Maybe you're not a visualizer, but you will know. Some way it'll come to you. Maybe you draw something. It'll be there. Again, bottom up, it'll usually be pretty fast, as long as the top down isn't interfering. And if it is, that's cool. Join my list. I'd love for you to be there at the free activation. I'm going to walk you through this. Know who you want to be. And then a daily process to rehearse that. And each day that might be slightly different. I hope this has been really helpful. This for me has been life-changing. Now that I'm creating from much more of a magnet for more of that. It's not that I don't create from stress sometimes and all that, but I'm learning to see that that's happening and it's happening fast and I'm course correcting. Also, I sometimes still get focused on outcomes. And yeah, I think that's normal given what I've been conditioned to, what we've all been conditioned to in this culture. Each day I write a new cue card and what I find is over time, I become much more like group four, where I've mentally rehearsed. And when something comes in front of me, I'm ready. So I really hope this has been helpful. I'm sending you all love. And I hope that you have the kind of 2023 that defies your top down, that defies what you believe is possible and comes from this deeper place of already within you. If you'd like to hear more from me about these mindset shifting concepts every week, I can send them to you and serve you in these ways, both through this podcast and through my Monday Mind Ups list. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Therapist Expanded. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast to help more of our colleagues join the revolution.